0: Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the health forward podcast where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. Hi friends, welcome back to the health forward podcast. I hope that you guys are doing well and enjoying your day so far. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about something that is really on my mind a lot as a parent, and that is creating a foundation of health for our children kids learn from what they see us do and the culture of our homes. So I just wanted to share with you some of the ways that I personally am trying to set up my daughter for good health in the future, as well as a good relationship with food and a relationship with her body. And I hope that this will encourage you to think about those things with your kids as well, whether it's kids in your home, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, So many people have such an influence in the lives of children, and so this is something that really we all need to be thinking about, especially as parents. So as I've already alluded to, creating a healthy foundation for children, it really starts with us as the adults. Kids really do default to doing what they see their parents or the adults in their lives do. So we first need to really evaluate what we are modeling for them. And a few of the things I want you to think about are letting them see you make healthy choices, letting them be a part of that. So what you're eating, how you're moving your body, how you deal with stress, getting enough sleep, let them see you make those things a priority and then let them hear and see you actually doing those things and taking care of your body and then let them hear you being appreciative of your body rather than critical. So if you are feeling a little uncomfortable right now, hearing me say those things, it's probably because you know that you haven't been doing those things and that's okay. It's never too late to start making these changes and to let your kids be Part of that. Really, if they're old enough to understand, you can even give them a heads up that you're going to be doing some things differently because you want to take good care of your body and you want to be thankful for all that your body has done for you and then let them see you follow through on those things that you say you're going to do. That alone is going to start teaching them so much just by seeing you start to make those changes and start to make those things a priority. So if you haven't been doing those things, don't worry. It's not too late. You absolutely can. And it's a great opportunity to involve your kids and to kind of have a starter to this conversation. Let me just go ahead and bring up a kind of a caveat to this idea of creating this healthy kind of atmosphere at home and setting a healthy foundation for kids at home. And part of that is something that's really important and something that I definitely don't want to skip over. And that is when you are talking to your kids about health, about their bodies, about living a healthy lifestyle and kind of what that looks like, please make sure that you are speaking about it through a very positive lens and it's from a place of appreciating your body and wanting to take care of it rather than from a place of punishment or from a place of not being good enough or something like that. Nothing about what we do as people trying to live a healthy lifestyle or what we say in the language we use should ever convey to them that they aren't healthy or that they aren't good if they aren't eating healthy foods or they're not exercising or they have trouble sleeping or anything like that. Absolutely, please be conscious and intentional of the words that you are saying and the language that you use when it comes to this also please make sure that you do not use the word diet with them. I know that's kind of just a um, default word we use when we talk about the way we eat, but there is so much research that shows that when kids are introduced to a diet culture, especially a restrictive diet culture from a young age, it a lot of times leads them to a very unhealthy relationship with food in adulthood, even food addictions or eating disorders. And so it can be very detrimental and very dangerous for them to be introduced to that kind of culture early on. And so let's definitely make sure we're coming at this from a very positive standpoint. We're coming at it from, like I said, just talking about taking care of our bodies so that our bodies can continue to function for us, making sure that we're using very positive language, not negative or critical language when it comes to these things. So in addition to the mindset we have around healthy living and the language we are using, there are some healthy habits that we can start reinforcing with our children from a very early age Even like infant toddler age, again, by first modeling yourself, you never want to ask your kids to do something that you're not going to do. That's going to start you down a negative path from the get go. So we don't want to do that, but by modeling it yourself and then encouraging the same kind of habits in them as well. So some of those ideas are going to be drinking water throughout the day. So let them see you do that. Encourage them to do that. Offer water in between meals. Try to stick to milk or um, juice or whatever it is they're drinking other than water. Try to use those drinks with meals. And then in between your meals, try to really encourage water during those times. If you start that from a young age, that will be something that's very normal for them, especially through those toddler years when they start to get very opinionated about what they drink. Um, speaking from current experience, the more you consistently offer that, and just make that kind of the the go-to in between meals, the more normal it is for them, and the more accepting of it that they'll be. Another is using the division of responsibility when it comes to meal time. So if you haven't heard of the division of responsibility method or theory before, basically. It's the division of responsibility between the parent and the child. It's the parent's responsibility to provide food for the child to decide what it is that the family is having or the child is having and to provide that food for them. And then the child's responsibility is how much of that to eat. So it kind of gets ahead of some of those mealtime arguments that we can find ourselves in of being either a short order chef for our kids or forcing them to eat something that they absolutely don't like. And there's all, there's definitely more details to it, but that's just kind of the overarching idea of how the division of that responsibility breaks down. Along with this um, method, there's a pediatric dietitian I follow on Instagram, and she teaches this division of responsibility. But she also has a method that I absolutely love, and it has really helped me when it comes to mealtimes with my daughter. And it's called the love it, like it, learning it foods. And so basically, the idea is that with each meal, you make sure that you're making Something that your kid loves, something that your kid likes, and then including something that they're learning. So instead of saying it's something that they don't like, it's something that they're learning to like. So again, language matters here, but when you do that, it helps diffuse some of those arguments of them not eating anything or the tantrums because there's nothing that they like or you feeling like you have to fix them a totally different meal for them to eat. This kind of helps all of those areas because with each meal, you know, and they know that there's going to be something that they absolutely love. So you know they're going to eat something. And then the more you offer these learning at foods, again, same as the water, it becomes normal. And over time, they will usually try it. Um, and a lot of times learn to like it as well. And so I will link to her Instagram account in the show notes. Her name is Ashley. Her Instagram handle is veggies and virtue if you want to look her up, but she has so much great information about healthy living with your kids, especially when it comes to recipes and mealtime and behaviors and things like that. Another idea is to include them in your exercise or have family activity time. When they're toddler age, it can be very, very hard to include them in your exercise. I'm in that stage right now. As a matter of fact, I tried to let my daughter be part of my exercise today and I ended up having to cut my workout short because she's just not at the age where (laughs) that really works out. But for us... We try to put an active family time somewhere in the day. So we'll go for a walk. We'll have a family dance party after dinner, sometimes during dinner. So just something active as a family where we're all moving our bodies together. But when they're a little older, then that's a great time to have them join you in your workout. You know, it's so funny. They'll try to do the same types of things that you do. um, Try to do push-ups or planks or it's just really cute, but it's Setting such a great example. And even if they're not part of it, if they see you go work out, and again, with a language, they hear you looking forward to your workout, or they hear you just in a positive way talking about your workout rather than saying, oh, I have to go to the gym again, or, oh, I guess I have to go run. You know, just, just even those little things of how you talk about it before you go can make a difference there. Another idea is helping them learn how to deal with stress and anxiety. And as we all know, that's hard for adults to do. But again, this comes down to how we are modeling that for them. Another resource that is helpful for this, her name is Sissy Goff, and you can find her on Instagram, um, S-I-S-S-Y-G-O-F-F. I'll link to her in the show notes as well, but she is a child counselor. And she gives such great information just even on Instagram about how to help kids with anxiety and worry. And it honestly, it's been helpful for me as an adult to read as well, but just by doing simple breathing exercises or doing things to try to help their brains switch from a very emotional reactive state to more of a reasonable thinking state as much as they can as children. Um, but just the idea of giving them tools and helping them learn to work through some of those really big feelings they have and giving them some language to be able to express their feelings, that will go a long way as well. And then setting healthy sleep practices. This is important for everybody, especially our kiddos when they are growing at such a a crazy rate, um, sleep is more important than ever. And doing things like making sure that we're ending screen time a little bit before they go to bed, an hour at least would be great. Getting into bed on time, making sure their room is cool and dark and just everything is in an optimal situation for them to get good sleep. They're not reading anything scary before bed or watching anything scary and you know, just everything you can to support them getting good sleep and then again, just talking to them about how important sleep is and how it makes you feel so much better and it helps you be happy the next day and it gives you energy. You know, just these kinds of words that help them understand why sleep is important rather than just saying, You have to go to sleep, it's time for bed. Um, not that we're never gonna do that because we're human and we're going to make mistakes as parents for sure. But I think it goes a long way One, we're modeling it, but the way we speak about it is also just so helpful. And then the last couple things are just don't be overly restrictive when it comes to food. This kind of goes back to when kids have this very strict and rigid outlook on food as children that tends to show up negatively in their adult life. And so my theory is, I try to only keep food in my house that I'm okay with my daughter eating. So things that I don't want her eating daily. So lots of sugary sweets and snacks and candy and all the things that she does get to have sometimes and the things that she loves. And if they were here, she would absolutely ask for them every day. And then that would mean that I constantly had to say no. And I just don't like that. I don't want that to be how just the culture of our home is. And so we've just chosen to not buy those things. We don't have them in our house. It's good for my husband and I as well. Um, And we do buy the things that we are okay with her having at least once a day. And so that's just something to think about as well. It's, that's a kind of a good rule of thumb for all of us when it comes to cravings or um, if we feel this pull to eat things that we later regret eating, just don't have them in the house. You can't eat them if they're not there, or at least it takes a lot more effort and a lot more time for you to think about it before you do it. And so the same thing with our kids. And then I've already alluded to this, but just having a healthy mindset about food, talking to them about it, letting them get involved in cooking, letting them set the table. You know, talking about how food fuels our bodies, helping them learn how to listen to their bodies. Are they hungry? Are they full? Are their tummies happy? Are their tummies sad? Do their tummies feel hungry? Do their tummies feel full. You know, just helping them to cue into what is their body telling them rather than what do they want in the moment that is going to be really helpful for them in the future and just letting them in on the process of food, you know, maybe take them to a farmer's market or when they're in the grocery store with you, you know, just pointing out things and talking about where those foods come from, or maybe even growing a small little garden together at home so they can literally see it grow. Just things that help them get involved with food, help them understand where it comes from, help, it, help them understand its purpose. Um, And maybe that'll be helpful for you as well as you're starting to just make these changes and make these connections in your mind. Again, let me just end by reminding you, please be so careful about how you're speaking and the language you're using. Children should absolutely never feel shamed for eating too much or too little of something or of their weight, or their bodies, should not be scrutinized or criticized in any way. Please do not do that. They should not be the least bit concerned with what they weigh, the size of their clothes, anything like that. And if you are seeing that in them, you do need to go ahead and intervene. Maybe go ahead and evaluate how you are approaching your own body, making sure that your messaging is consistent there, that you're not being critical of your own body and then seeing that in them as well. So maybe having those conversations with them. And then if, it, if you need it, maybe even seeking out some professional counseling for that as well. That's something you don't want to let go because, as I've mentioned, it can really turn into some pretty serious negative side effects later on into adulthood. And just remember they're listening to you and they're watching everything that you do. So just be intentional. Be gracious with yourself and be gracious with them. That really goes a long way. So I hope this episode has been helpful for you. It's just a few very practical ideas on ways that we can be intentional in our homes and work to create healthy foundations for our kids and for ourselves. And if you have any specific questions about what we've talked about today, you can leave them in the comments on this post on my website, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at your health forward. I'd be happy to get back with you about that. And if you have enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate it. If you leave me a review, if you're listening to on Apple podcast or wherever you can listen to podcasts, I always appreciate that. That helps people to find our podcast and it helps me to get information out to them that can help and encourage them to be living a healthy lifestyle as well. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you next time. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.